This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Shout out to my sinners worldwide. Welcome to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, Shane Told, takes you into the lives and the backstage conversations of other lead singers. And wow, today we have a great episode. I speak to not one, but two people on this one, the co-frontmen of We Came as Romans, Detroit's finest, well, Royal Oak's finest, whatever. They're in the uh, 248 area code, not the 313 area code. Yes, I know a fair amount about Michigan and Michigan geography and stuff because where I live uh, isn't too far. I uh, live about three and a half hours from Detroit and I've spent a lot of time in Michigan um, over the years. And, um, you know, one thing I really love about Michiganders is how much pride, love they have for each other, you know, and there's one part in this podcast, I don't want to spill the beans on it, but there's one part in this podcast where I think it's Dave, he says, I'll support any band from Michigan. And I didn't really notice it at the time when he said it, but when I went back and I listened to it, it's true. And I think coming up this week, there's like two or three kid rock shows, you know, at the hockey arena in a row. And that's... I mean, Kid Rock's fine, I guess. People like him um, all over America, but it's something else in Detroit. He is huge, and people love him because there really is a lot of pride in Michigan. So here it is today. Michigan's finest, Kyle and Dave, are on the show. And really, there's no other way to say this except We Came as Romans is back. They are back. New song out, it kills, it's super good. They're going on tour with another Michigan band, I Prevail, that is coming up. And there's a new record coming out really soon, so it was great to have them on. Thanks again to Dave and Kyle for doing this. Before we get into that, of course, some business to take care of. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me at any point, there are so many ways you can do that. There's an email address. It's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all of my email. We have Twitter. It's at leadsingersyn, S-Y-N. We are on Instagram, at leadsingersyndrome. There even is a Snapchat account that I very, very infrequently use, and that is at realshanetold. And, of course, we have the hate line. If you're not so happy, please give me a call. Leave me a message. That phone number is 657-666-HATE. That's 657-666-H-A-T-E. In other news with me, I have been working so hard on this podcast. I know for most of the people, like 98% of the people listening to this, only get the one standard episode a week. But I have been working really hard doing a bunch of bonus episodes. I do a couple of those a month. I had a Q&A session today with some fans of the show. I was live on Facebook. I played a couple tunes. We had a great time. And I've also been busy traveling to Texas for Sinnerfest. Thanks again to Brendan Potter for having all of us at your fine home. 
And really, I'm just excited about all things lead singer syndrome. And and in case you didn't know, I'm talking about the lead singer syndrome all access club, which for as little as six dollars a month, you can be a part of. Meet some great friends, some great people in the group. Be a part of our Facebook chats, our monthly Q and A's. Get merch sent to your house every three months, and of course, get a whole whack of bonus content. Because let's face it, one episode a week. I mean, I know some of you guys do a lot of commuting. You do a lot of driving. It's done on Monday or Tuesday, and it's like, uh uh-oh, i got to listen to other podcasts now? No, 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 no. There's more content out there that I love providing. I do some interviews with people that aren't lead singers. I talk about my whole situation and things going on in my life. So if any of this sounds cool, please do me a favor, and maybe do yourself a favor too, and check out leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. It really does help me keep the lights on, keep the show going strong week after week. And believe me, we have some great guests coming up. You definitely want to be subscribed. And of course, you really help throwing me a bone. So thank you very much. Again, the link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Anyways, hey, I really do appreciate you being here with me, listening to this podcast. It warms my Canadian heart. So anyways, let's get to this episode and my conversation with Kyle and Dave of We Came as Romans. We won't fall to our knees. We are the one true hope. So give me an answer. Are you in or get loud? We are the one true hope. So give me an answer. We all fall, crawl, out of the fear of red. Don't give up. We won't fall to our knees. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Like, I don't know why I haven't had you guys on the show yet. Yeah, I've always heard about your show and everything, and I was like, it'd be a fun thing to be a part of. And then uh, our managers, um, one of our managers emailed us and was like, do you want to do this podcast for Shane? And so I was like, yep. <laughs> I know. I think, I think I wanted, I knew I wanted to have both of you guys on. I think that was part of it. So I, I knew I didn't want to just have Kyle or just have Dave because, you know, your band is so unique and that both of you guys are, are so important you know, to it. I think it would be weird to just have one of you. Um, so thank you guys for taking the time today. Yeah, man. It's, it's awesome. Stoked to be on it. So we came as Romans, uh, we car, uh, which by the way, has got to be one of the worst band acronyms of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's fitting because our name is so like crazy too. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously with a name, as long as we came as Romans, you figure, you can't expect people to just say that. Like, they're going to come up with a, a short form. But, like, I'm like, okay, they call them, like, the Romans or something. Like, we car is so funny. When I started hearing that get thrown over, thrown around, you know, um, I thought it was so funny. But, like, it becomes, it comes to a point where it's just, like, you just accept it. And you guys talk about your band and say we car all the time. And you don't even think about how it's a pretty funny acronym. Yeah, it was funny. Um, it is funny to me. I mean, you'd think that people would just say Romans. But that's not really the case. And no. we even, like, we used to talk about it. We used to call ourselves uh, W Car. And then we were like, you know, that's kind of hard to say, too. We'll just go with We Car. <laughs> it's funny. Well, um, some of my, I mean, some of my favorite ones, like, like, um, like I Wrestle a Bear once, they go by, like, I Wabo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Uh, I heard one time we were on tour. Um, oh, shit. You guys were on the tour, too. Remember the tour we did with um, uh, I Set My Friends on Fire? Yeah. Yeah. And they go by, like, like Azimfaf or something. Isimfaf. I'm like, <laughs> some kid comes up to me and goes, hey, do you know where the uh, Isimfaf merch is? 
And I go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> so I guess it could always be worse. Word? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many like long ass band names. Like, it'd be funny to do a tour that like that wrote out like a complete sentence with just the band name. <laughs> right. Well, like, and and you will know us by the Trail of Dead. You know, that's one, and they just go by Trail of oh Dead, my God. which works. You know, or um. The world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. That's a band. That's a band. Wow, that is a band. They're pretty good too, actually. But hey, well, now I want to listen to them just because the name is so extravagant. <laughs> right, it, it's, that's a good word for it. Extravagant, absolutely. Uh, it's also a Detroit sports radio station too, isn't it? WCAR. No, I think um, it's, I think it's a, I think it's a Catholic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you guys hey, would buddy. know better than anyone, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Um, well, hey, um, I, I think it's like a Catholic station or something. I heard. I don't know. Maybe that's just up north, but <laughs> I, I don't know, know. I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, whether it's We Car, We Came as Romans, you guys are back, back in a big way. The new song is fucking awesome. Um, really, really <laughs> great. You. Um, you guys took some time away. Talk to me about what was going on. You know, over the the past, uh, I mean, a couple of years. It feels like. Yeah, man. Um, oh. Yeah, you want to take that? I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I'll kind of start and you can take over. But I think, you know, this record, I mean, um, was very, very important for us. We had some blunders during our last record, just a lot of things that didn't wind up working out well. And um, it really, like, affected us in a negative way. And so we kind of, like, needed to step back and, like, reevaluate things and figure out where we wanted to go, what we wanted to sound like, you know, the kind of people we wanted to work with. And, yeah. you know, take a break, kind of disappear, hit the reset button and, um, you know, attempt to come back stronger than ever. And going into the studio, I mean, we all felt like our backs were against the wall. Like, you know, like we were like, man, we put 12 years into this. Like we don't want it to end yet. And it was a really scary time, but, um, I don't know. I, I feel like my band has always handled pressure really well. And it mm-hmm. seems to be when we've, you know, done our best work and, um, done the best things in our career. So, I really feel like this is no different, you know? The, the whole mentality in the studio was like, dude, we can't mess up. Like, we can't do anything half-assed. Like, everything has to be 120%. And, um, yeah, I mean, Kyle, like, you can take over from there. But, I mean, that's kind of where we started with this. With this record that we did, like, we actually did it a lot differently. We took off, like, almost a year just to, like, really, really focus on it because it was just... I mean, we just wanted this record to be a completely different entity, and it took a it took a little bit to like try and find, like, and fine tune like the sound that we wanted and whatnot. And I mean, we also like kind of took a little bit of time off, like, just to kind of like figure out ourselves, right? Uh, and like, and then like we had some we had some time to just kind of like relax on it too, and like think. So. I feel like every single other record that we've had, we were rushed into songs and we were like, oh, well, this is good enough to be on the record. But on this, on this one, we were like, we had to perfect every single second of the record. So every For single sure. song to us is like special. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like I, on that I, note, you know, um, you know, it was weird not being on Warped Tour this year. Um, right. It seems to be the tour that we do every other year. And, it was weird not being on it at first. Like, you know, when the offers were like coming through to the other bands and we were just like, you know, like, I don't know how when this is going to go. And, you know, it wound up being a really, really good thing, actually. Not that there's anything wrong with the tour itself, but, um, 
for us to not have to finish a record by a certain time. Like if we would have had to finish this record by April or whatever it is, you know, to get it out on time for Wolf Tour, like it wouldn't be half of what it currently is. And I think that was so nice to just have this open-ended timeline where we could be like, no, you know what? We're going to go back to LA and finish it. We don't need to finish it now. Like that was the best thing for us. I think making a record, we've never had that kind of luxury. So you made the record in LA. Between LA and Detroit. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's always a different process. You know, I like to talk to bands about that because, you know, as Silverstein, we've made, I think we've only made two records actually, like out in LA, where like we've gone out there, we've lived in the Oakwoods apartment, you know, like we've really put all our time into it. And, you know, I think like that in some ways that can be beneficial that you're really focusing on it. But then at sometimes too, it can be almost there's more distractions when you're in a place like Los Angeles where like there's, you have friends there and like there's things going on every night. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there is an element of going home to your own bed. So how is that for you guys, that dynamic? And was this record different? You know, I I think it was a cool thing because like I know like and Kyle can speak to that too. You know, LA can be very distracting. Um, At the same time, so can like being at home. So I think it was cool to have both worlds kind of going back and forth and being different environments, writing different songs and working with two different people too. I think it helped us stay focused and at the same time, like give us something refreshing every time we went back in. No, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, We Came As Romans is, you know, amongst the, you know, the scene, you guys are known as kind of a hard partying band. Um, you know, and it's not just Andy. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen you guys rage. And I remember the one of the first tours, you know, we did together, maybe the first tour we did together, actually, like, I remember you guys cracking bottles, um, you know, like in the morning, like you guys are polishing <laughs> off a bottle of Jaeger or a bottle of Fireball, like, like at like 11 in the morning. I mean, is it safe to say those days are kind of behind you or, um, or, or how is, how is that for you guys now, that dynamic? Oh man, it's sad to say, but I mean, yeah, kind of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that time, like it was just, it was just, yeah, it was, we call him Kyle, Kyle and I refer to him as the dark days. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's what happens. I mean, when you take some college age kids that, you know, we couldn't afford to live on our own yet. We we're also living with mom and dad and we're all like college aged and, you know, we get thrown in a tour bus and every time we show up to a venue, there's three or four bottles of booze and a case of beer you know, <laughs> away from mom and dad. It was just like a recipe for disaster. Right. Um, you know, I'm glad that we like did all that. And, you know, those were some of the funniest times in our band's career like so many of our crazy stories like are from that era but um yeah i mean now i mean it's 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 a very different vibe on our bus like i feel like six nights a week it's pretty quiet and then like we'll have a show and then the next day a day off and right. that's usually the night the one night that gets wild you know everyone will kind of come out and get crazy for the night before the day off but um no, typically like the night before a show night it's uh yeah roadie friday typically night before a show night it's it's like movie night, hang out, I don't know, play video games. <laughs> Way go. different than uh, the last time we toured with Silverstein. <laughs> Turning into old, boring guys, which, uh, which is okay. Um, obviously, it's all about the music. And um, I feel like, you know, you guys, with this record, I mean, there's a, first of all, I know, you, you know, um, Dave, you were doing some stuff with Andy in The Crucible, you know, more of like a, a straight up, you know, hardcore band. Uh, and I know, Kyle, you were doing, you know, some electronic music on your own. And what, one thing that really struck me about your new song is it really does sound like a mashup of those two projects in some way. You know what I mean? You have like electronic elements that weren't really there before in that way. Um, and 
I mean, though, like the verses of those of that song is like just so heavy, um, and the breakdowns are heavy as fuck too. Um, is that? Do you think that was a conscious thing, or did that just naturally kind of happen? I think, I think it actually was. I think part of the reason why we had these projects is because I feel like we were kind of getting lost with W Car, and we were trying to, we were like kind of losing identity, as you could say, like we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do, but we weren't really pulling it off the right way. And so, I mean, I mean, for electronic music, for me, that's just like another, that's another like escape. And like, it's a completely different, like, like sound from like what I do with W car. Right. But I feel like the guys for crucible, were just missing that, like that edge and like that sound and like missing that, like part of the music that we had with, we came as Roman. So like it, like, I feel like it was a great way to express that as well. And I definitely can see that like now that you bring it up, that it is definitely like a mashup of both those, those sounds. And like, right. you'll actually hear later on in the record, like there is a, there is a complete, it, it literally sounds like crucible and uh, my project, like fused together. Yeah. Like one of these songs, like insane. Um, yeah. Kyle was yeah, like, in the studio one day. And, uh, like on that note, I, mean, I can't, yeah, I mean, I do think it was more like subconscious that it happened. It was just like these projects that we're passionate about. And we were just like, why aren't we doing this in our band? And, you know, I think we did wind up bringing it together, but this song that Kyle's talking about, Kyle comes into the studio like hot one day and he's like, guys, listen to this song. Like this would be sick if it was heavy. And it just sounded like a dance song. And right. we were like, Kyle, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. And he's like, no, no, no check it out check it out, man. We put guitars over this, like drop two of them. And like, we're like, all right. So like, we kind of ran with it for like an hour. And then we were like, wait a minute, this is actually pretty sweet. <laughs> and, right. um, it wound up kind of being like one of the oddball tracks, but like, we're all so stoked on that song. It was, it was just funny how it worked out. You know, all of our individual music tastes kind of mashing together and it. Yeah. Sounding kind of like a crucible meets we car meets Kyle's solo project song. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm yeah, looking, really looking so forward to heavy. hearing that. But you know, it used to be. I feel like it's so heavy. <laughs> well, I feel like your band used to be a, a very formulaic. I mean, it was kind of like Dave did the screaming, Kyle did the singing. You kind of knew what you were going to get typically out of a song, structure-wise. You not kind of knew what the production was going to do. The guitars were going to have this sort of delay effect. You know, that was kind of what was going to happen. And I feel like as you guys have come into your own. That formula is gone, you know, uh, up to up to a, a point. Um, you know, Dave doing more clean vocals. Um, you know, you guys kind of trading off in a different way. Um, did that just kind of happen out of, you know, just out of more creativity? Did it happen out of okay, we've done this so many times, let's switch it up? Um, I'm just kind of interesting how you do that and how you write together. I mean, I think it happened just because, um, you know, during our last two records, especially, we took a more melodic approach to everything. And, um, it's something that the band kind of needed me to do to stay involved. Um, and also to be honest, like as a singer, um, I was kind of getting bored with just screaming and cause you know, like screaming is like one of those things, like, I feel like once you get it down, you, you can't do as much with it as you can with singing, you know, singing, sure. there's so many different emotions you can put behind things, different tones, like volumes. It's, screaming is one emotion, you know, <laughs> it's pretty much angry or sad, but right. two emotions. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, or singing, there's just 
so much more. So I was just kind of getting bored as just being a screamer. And I really wanted to do both as well. And the band kind of opened the doors for me to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like that was just like one tiny part and like us getting to, to change the way we write up, you know, like we weren't, we weren't as limited anymore. Um, and yeah, and like on this new record, like I've kind of found my niche, like, cause I mean, Kyle and the new record does all pretty much all of the, just the clean thing. And I only come in a, a couple parts, but I've kind of found a way to put like that melody into more screaming parts too. So it's like sure. still heavy, it's still aggressive, but like there's a pitch to the screaming now and that's a, that's helped too. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think with like experimenting more and more, like we've never been a band that wants to release the same record twice. And I think with experimenting with different kinds of song structure and different ways to write a song and, um, in different studios with different producers, I think, you know, we, we, we don't really have like a pattern to like the way we write now. It's just kind of like whatever feels good and whatever we're feeling at the time, that's what we do. I think that's important. I uh, t- totally, and we don't talk about songwriting enough, I think on this show. Um, but yeah, I think like when you have a band where a bunch of people are involved, where, you know, you know, you know, I know Josh obviously is a, a big contributor songwriter for you guys, but you guys all contribute to it. I feel like you can't take the same approach every time or it's going to sound very stale very fast. And each song needs to be, you know, its own uh, its own dream, you know, its own thing. Like you talk about that other song, the oddball song that Kyle kind of brings to the table. Like every song needs to have its own story. Yeah, man. I mean, and that's like a big thing we wanted to do on this record is like, so like so often the singles get all the attention and, you know, and then you have like these track sevens, I guess like that we always call them that are just whatever kind of songs. And like, we really didn't want a record like that. We wanted a, a record where every single song means something. And, um, the first steps for us doing that were actually, uh, Andy, um, Josh and I like went off and like, for like a week straight, pretty much just journal ideas, like crazy stories that happened to us in the last couple of years, crazy events, wow. very dramatic things. Cause we were just like, all these songs need to mean something to us and they need to be about like very specific things. So, you know, we put more time into them and then our fans will see that and our fans will feel that too. And you know, that was the, like step one of making sure we did all that. And, um, yeah, but I'm pretty confident like the songs we came out with, like, I don't feel like there's a track seven quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know what you mean. I love that term. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, every, it seems like yeah. every band will have that, that those, you know, between, three and six songs that are just like the cliche their band songs um and i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. guilty of it too <laughs> so i totally get that that um that term that's really funny if you're in tech you've been there before feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development only to find out months later that it's not a fit and those types of mistakes aren't cheap instead Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. Mutual Mobile has built apps for numerous companies that have been acquired, such as Eero, acquired by Amazon, FlexDrive, acquired by Lyft, and MapMyFitness, acquired by Under Armour. You get a dedicated team to help you with your tech project from start to finish, from ideation to product shipment to maintenance and everywhere in between. 
Mutual Mobile designs and builds beautiful mobile and web apps that increase the value of your business. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash LSS to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. Um, you talk about your fans. Uh, it seems like the fans are really, really rallying around the new track. Uh, you know, reading just reading like the YouTube comments and stuff. People, which is good. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're very positive, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel like you guys kind of came out and you were a heavier band. You know, I remember, I think Dave, you even told me like you, you to- straight up told me you were a hardcore band. I was like, okay. Um, you know, and on equal vision, which, which is a label that has a, a, you know, a history of hardcore, um, for sure. And as you guys kind of kept going, you guys had more, like you said, more melody, more poppy. And in a way I feel like some of your fans I don't want to say turn their backs on you guys, but the music was different. And as you developed new fans, some of which were more, you know, uh, mass appeal fans because the music was popular. Um, you guys had some success, you know, mainstream success in a way, in, in some ways. Um, you kind of, I think you kind of turned your back or lost some of your fans that were with you from the beginning. Do you think this new record is bringing those fans back? Um and do you, or do you think, and do you think that that was part of the, the struggle you guys have had over the last couple of years, just figuring that out? Yeah, I mean, it's every band's struggle is you know find a way to bring in new fans, um, try new things, and you know try to hold on to your old fans. And there's some bands that do it, and there's some bands that don't. Um, I'm sure, like experimenting with different sounds, like we have brought in some new fans. Um, whether we've brought in more new fans than we've lost fans, not really sure, but. Um, at the end of the day, like, you know, the, the goal with this record is to, was to take those things that we learned on our last couple records, this melody and, um, I guess, like, more, like, active rock songwriting, um, but make yeah. a heavier record and, you know, try to, yeah, I mean, grab the attention of some of our more core fans that we lost. Um, 
you know, that's, I feel like a lot of bands have done that, you know, where they've tried to do some weird stuff and, you know, didn't enjoy it as much as they thought they would. And their fans didn't enjoy it as much as they thought they would. And they kind of circle back. And yeah, I guess in a way, you know, this is kind of us circling back to our roots and our core fans and, you know, ourselves, like a lot of us like playing the heavier songs live. A lot of us realize like, Hey, you know, I don't really like playing these rock songs as much as I like playing, you know, the stuff that we started playing. Yeah. So in a way I feel like, you know, this is a cool way for us to, like you know bring back in some of those core fans and, and you know and kind of stay true to ourselves and what we enjoy absolutely you have something to add kyle um yeah i kind of agree with dave like our last record like yeah we have I, I think we were thinking about it completely different in the studio and then like the year that we actually got to play them was like uh <laughs> I, I, you, know that, you know that feeling where you're just like alright well we're going to play this on stage and then it's just like you don't even really need to say anything to anyone in the band you're just all like it just has that like alright well let's get to the next track like kind of thing like kind of like on a, on a CD too like you get all this like energy like in a set and then like you get to this one part you're just like nah uh yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and and I think every band ha- ha- totally knows that. And it's it's really does it is really a huge bummer when you have this song recorded in the studio, and there's like it's sick, and then for some reason it just doesn't translate live, and you know you, you can't really really put it on. It's funny I was um I was on Instagram and Caleb from Beartooth, there was a, a video he'd posted like on his story of him you know right like working on some music, and. He uh, he was headbanging, you know, to some riff he wrote, and he's like, "It's got to pass the headbang test," <laughs> which I thought was so funny. Yeah, that's like his thing. He's like, he's like, if I can headbang to it, like I know it's good. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's that's you know, awesome. what? it's that's it's good. I laugh and it's so hilarious, but it's actually true. Like that groove, you know, live is so much more important. Like the rhythm, you know, is so much more important than the melody in a way. Because live, you know, you have this pounding kick drum and the pounding bass. Like when you listen to it on your on your, you know, iPod headphones, it doesn't quite have the same effect, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean that that's so true. I mean, it's something that like we've really tried to do with this record is just keep all of our songs moving. Like I feel like in the past we've kind of had a bad habit of there being too many down points in songs where like things slow down, get quiet, and like yeah, it's important to have a song with dynamics, but you know. At the same time, it's like you want songs that are driving, that live people are going to feel more. They're going to want to move. They're going to want to get up, you know, off their ass and put their beer aside and get, get into the pit, you know? <laughs> sure. So that was uh, way more of a goal of ours on this record was to keep things driving. And um, we didn't really do a headbang test, but everything, <laughs> everything, everything feels pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, and, and how's working with your new drummer, David? I don't know if he's... You know, I know he's in your video. I don't know if he's like a permanent member or whatever, but how is, uh, you know, bringing him into the equation? Dude, he's such a stud. <laughs> um, yeah, it all happened like, you know, kind of kind of quick. Like we didn't, uh, to be honest, when Eric and us parted ways, um, we were all under the impression we were just like, you know, we're not going to add a new drummer ever. It's just going to be us. We're going to hire people to play and, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, David kind of stepped into the equation really nicely. Like we, you know, we were a little worried. I'm not going to lie. I'll be completely honest. We were a little worried about him coming from a band like for today. That's, 
kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum is us. Yeah, we write like positive lyrics and like we want to help people. Um, but like you said, you know, we like to party and like we cuss. We have stupid jokes that right. sometimes get taken the wrong way. <laughs> so we were just kind of like, you know, how is this guy going to fit in? He's a solid drummer, but is he going to work with us? So like, you know, we kind of experimented with them over the next couple of months. Like we kind of, uh, I don't know, say like stupid jokes in front of him and swear <laughs> and try to get him to drink and stuff. And we were like, dude, this guy fits in perfect. This oh, is okay, fine. Yeah. And, um, next thing you know, I mean, um, you know, he, he's, we got him locked in for this tour. He played on our record and, and then, um, sharp tones, like who's playing drums in the videos and being in the promos were like, uh, David. And they're like, Oh sweet. So like it all kind of happened quickly and it wasn't something we ever expected to happen, but you know, we, I guess we, we found the right guy, you know? So, totally. Totally. I mean, I think like, you know, in heavy bands, like, you know, like your band is having a drummer is important. I think, you know what I mean? Like, and having the same guy that's going to play the same way, I, I don't know. I think like that that consistency is important, um, you know, especially with double kick and all that stuff. You know, a lot of guys play that that a different style. So, I totally think he's awesome, and it's it's great to see you guys you know, stoked on him. Yeah, man. I mean, thank you. And, and you know, it, there's so many things that rely on the drummer. Like, you know, even like a live mix. Like, if if the drums aren't cranking from the drummer just slanting and smashing the hell out of them you know, the rest of the mix suffers from that too. Yeah. So it, it's nice to have a guy that just all of his hits are right on, right on time. And they're like hard. So I feel like our live mix sounds better than it ever has too. I mean, he's just a very, very solid, solid drummer. That's awesome, man. And you brought up sharp tone records, um, a new label. Uh, I know that Sal, uh, an old friend of mine is, is running the show over there. Um, how is that, you know, being on a new label? A lot of bands say, when they when they join a new label, they really do feel revitalized, you know, with their career, and they feel like they're kind of starting over. Um, how's that been for you guys? Oh, dude, I mean, great. Kyle, do you want to chip in on that? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's been awesome with them, dude. I've I've had a lot of fun. Um, I, I do. It's really. I mean, I I don't even really think there's like an easy like a a complex way to say it. Like, dude, I think that I think everyone even notices that like we're so fucking happy right now like i don't know i just did a live stream i did a live stream like a couple days ago and like i read some of the comments on there saying that like we don't even like look like the same band right and like we just we for sure i mean i think revitalize is a great word i mean um everything's just fresh exciting um you know a lot of the ideas they bring to the table i mean it's not like equal vision had bad ideas, but, you know, just being with them for four records, you know, a lot of the same ideas get used again. Um, right. whereas sharp tone, you know, has a totally new outside perspective for us that, um, that they're going to use with our marketing and releasing this record. And, um, you know, like the, the photo, like the photos we just did, the music videos, like, yeah, I mean, and like rebranding the whole band, it's, it's, yeah, it kind of feels like we're a new band right now. Um, and it's cool, man. Like, that label had so much faith in us. Like, you know, after our last record and stuff, a lot of labels were like, eh, I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get launched with them, you know, but like, they weren't like that serious. Sharp tone was like, no, like you guys are our band. We need you. Like, let's do this. And, you know, they were just so amped to have us and like, so, you know, gung ho about signing with them. And so we were just, I don't know. It's cool. We found our home, I guess. 
Yeah, no, it's it's kind of a, a risky move though in a way because it's a it's a new label. You know, they don't have a big track record. A lot of people have never heard of it. You know, even even people that are, are pretty well versed, you know, in, in knowing all the labels. Um, you know, I'm just kind of, I guess, you know, you say there weren't a ton of labels knocking down your door, but was that a difficult decision to be like, eh, I don't know, this label's kind of an unknown, an unknown path. We, we don't have that branding. Like if we're on Hopeless Records, we're with all these bands or, or, or Fearless, we're with these bands. You know what I mean? Was that a little bit of a, a scary thing? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was scary for, you know us for, for sure. I mean, being with a fresh label like that, but at the same time, it was cool because like we had a lot to prove on this record and so did they. And like, we were both sticking our necks on the line for each other. And I just loved that right. when we were signing with them and we were talking with them, it was just like, like we had so much to prove and you know, they had everything to prove and you know, we were going to help each other do it. I love that. You know, it, you know, like, yeah, there's bigger labels out there and stuff than them. And you know, we talked to a lot of them and, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, who's going to put in the most work for us? And Sharp Tone definitely won that battle. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So I want to ask you about um, some peers of you guys, uh, also from Michigan, I Prevail. Um, when the band came out, I was like, okay, this is basically We Came As Romans Jr., uh, also from Michigan, which I thought was really funny. Um, but you guys have kind of embraced them. Like they're friends of you guys. I know you, you know, you guys have some, some stuff coming up with them and everything. Like, um, uh, how is all that, how is that dynamic? And what was your, what was your take when, uh, when you first heard about that band? I mean, yeah, like I, the only way I, I like, I think the most surprising thing for me about that band is like, I saw their cover and it like went viral and I was like, Oh, cool. Like that doesn't always translate to like people coming out to your shows. No, you know, no. and then they played uh, the Crowfoot Ballroom, and this is like when they were fresh, and like yeah. they sold it out. We were like, dude, there has been bands that have been doing this for a long time that still can't do that. And um, yeah, you know, like I, dude, I respect it. Like I, you know, I'm gonna get behind any band that's from Michigan and doing cool. well. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and then they followed it up and they put out a good record, and I think that was. Uh, what really like, you know, pushed them on to the next level was that record they followed it up with. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, they've been, they've been cool guys and like, we've always like tried to do things together and, um, it finally worked out and it's good timing with our record coming out too. So we were like, sweet, let's do it. Definitely. Is that tour announced yet? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay, good. I was like, am I spilling the beans here? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, shit. No, uh, no. <laughs> no. Cause I heard about the tour a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I really, I really respected it when when I heard about the tour and you guys going out and supporting a band, you know, supporting them. I mean, there's no arguing that they're yep. huge, but so many bands in your situation would have not been able to check their egos at the door, and we just wouldn't be able to stomach, you know, doing it and admitting you're a smaller band than them and they're newer band and they're basically like you're a big influence of them. So, I I really thought that was cool that you guys were like, nah, fuck it, this is a great tour, we're gonna do it. Dude, you have to. In this day and age, like, I mean, dude, <laughs> you're not going to be, you know, the biggest band in the world forever or maybe never. You know what I mean? There's going to be bands that are younger than you that eventually pass you up. And like, yeah, checking your ego at the door and being like, yeah, you know what? Looked at the numbers. They are the bigger band. And, you know, accepting that and then going out on the tour, it's like, why not benefit from it? You know, like, why put your nose up in the air and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's sure. that's 
that's the reason why a lot of bands die nowadays is they, you know, they refuse to tour so many people and they're not out in front of new people anymore. And, you know, I, I think, um, I think checking your ego like that is really important to keeping your band relevant and staying out on the road with good tour packages. No, definitely. Definitely. No, it's awesome. Um, so I know, you know, I always find it interesting when I have, uh, two singers on the show, um, you know, in it together and, um, and, you know, when you have two singers in a band, you guys both do a lot of the writing um, melody-wise. How does that work uh, when you guys get together? And you, I assume you guys probably have some music written or, or maybe the entire song of music written. How do you decide where you're going to put the vocals, where you're going to put screaming here? Where is, you know, where is the singing going to go? And how do you guys, you know, write that way? Um, a lot of it is like, Dave and I usually kind of know, and uh, I, I don't know. It's probably it's just it's probably because we have like uh, you know like when you're playing hockey and you always have that one guy that you, you that will always be on your line because you guys have good chemistry. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so who's Zetterberg? I mean, me, who's Zetterberg and who's Datsuk? I think I think Dave Z and I'm Pav for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I'm definitely Z. Yeah, yeah, he's Pav. <laughs> the magic he's, man. Dave's got, Dave's got the beard too, so you know. And I'm Swedish. <laughs> yeah, go. and he's Swedish. But um, for me, like, I don't like. It, I think it's not only with the like the melodies that I'm writing singing wise. Like, I really. I really get involved and like, I like to sing over like my own chord progressions at the same time because those, that's how I feel the most comfortable. And that's how, like, if, I, if it's something that I really, really want to sing over, then you're going to get my best at that. And like, I, I, I mean, uh, the guys really enjoy when I'm like doing my best at that point. So, I mean, it comes a lot more naturally when you have like a, an idea, like, or like a, an emotion that you want to capture, you know? Totally. Does it ever yeah, happen? I mean, I agree with go, that. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I mean it's just like we it, it that's the best way to describe it. It's like it's like we've done it a lot and we kind of at this point can almost read each other's minds. Like I know what parts Kyle's gonna want and he knows what parts I'm gonna want and um you know, sometimes we switch it up just to be weird, but I mean yeah, there's just <laughs> certain parts you feel and you wanna take the parts that you feel. You guys ever have like like let's say you have a chorus, right? And there's probably times when you're like, eh, I don't know if I like really know what to do here or like what the best melody is. Do you guys ever like try to write independently? Um, like, okay, we're each going to write a chorus and then we're going to like pick the best parts. Is that ever something you've tried? Um, no, we haven't tried that. But like there has been situations where like, you know, Kyle stumped on something, for example. And I'm like, no, like I'm feeling this. Like, let me give this a shot. And like Kyle will walk away from it and then come back and be like, Oh yeah, that's sick. Or, you know, vice versa. Like it's, so I guess kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You know, it just reminds me of like we had uh, on the new Silverstein record, one of the tracks called whiplash. I think we had literally four different choruses, like di four different vocal melodies written for the chorus. And we couldn't decide which one was best or which combination was the best. So I just picture like, oh, like, and that's, just, and that's just me and I'm the only <laughs> singer in the band, you know? Um, so, so I imagine with two people like more cooks in the kitchen, it can get even harder, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, tell them about lost in the moment. <laughs> oh dude. 
That song, <laughs> I mean, okay. So it's actually technically the first song that we actually wrote for the record, but came down to be the last song that we wrote with the record because of how much we, like, tried to change the chord progression. Well, not the chord progression. The, uh, the vocal melodies and whatnot. Yeah. Because we were, like... Like, we envisioned this song... We envisioned this song to be, like... So, like, we we were, like, holy shit, this is it. This is, like, this is what we want to do. So, like, any... like Just like any other person, like, we... You overanalyze it as much as you possibly can until you beat your head into, like, a wall. <laughs> like, so we, we tried... I think we had, like, five goes at the chorus. And, like, it got to the point where it was just, like like we can't come up with anything better and like some people are twirling their thumbs i'm like uh like what like i didn't even know what to do at that point too i was like i was drinking kool-aid as well so <laughs> um Dude, yeah Kyle, uh, just, you you really think it was only five i think it was more like like i can think of five right now off the top of my head i think it was more like eight or nine different courses was well, it eight or nine? Oh my god wow Dude, i mean oh, i could be wrong I mean, it, like, there was definitely, like, four, I think, that were, like, oh, this could be a possibility. But, like, all in all, I think we wrote, like, way more than <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. And yeah, it's funny how, like, sometimes that stuff just gets thrown away and you're like, oh, it was pretty good. And then it's, like, gone forever, never to be revisited again. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's that's the stuff, like, that's the stuff, like, people don't realize, I think. Like, they hear a record and they hear a chorus and they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, Kyle's singing this part. That's a cool part. They don't really all, all the time understand that, like, just how much work went into, like, 20 seconds of that song, you know? Oh, it's insane. It's insane. I think you're exactly right. Like, you know, people don't realize, like, if, if you're going to really make a great song, like, it, it, it takes time. You know, people, like, I'm sure a record will come out. People will listen to it a bunch and then, you know three weeks later be like, all right, when's your new record coming out? And we'll just be like, oh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, that's the worst. <laughs> Can you imagine like how, uh, like Netflix directors feel like when they work on a series for like years and then someone binge watches it in like 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so true. That's so funny. You know, um, you know, like the whole, um, like come to Brazil, uh, on your Instagram. I'm sure you're getting those comments all the time. Come to Brazil. Come oh, to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went to Brazil. Dave, Kyle, we went to Brazil. We played there. Literally, <laughs> I'm on. I'm in the airport. I'm I'm landing in Toronto. I open my Instagram. Literally, the first comment I see, come to Brazil. I'm like ah, you know, <laughs> it doesn't oh matter, man. God. It doesn't matter what you do. You're just never gonna get everybody. You know, you're never gonna get everybody. No, it, dude, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I think something similar happened to us. Like we had just gotten back like a week prior um from there and yeah there was comments like come back to south america like come to <laughs> come to brazil or something and we were like dude i literally just got home <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny like you guys never play california it's like eh, pretty sure we play there about four times a year but hey whatever uh, you know like yeah we posted a uh we posted like we're doing these one-off dates um headlining dates on the i prevail tour um and on the I Prevail tour, we're playing L.A. Um, and I think we're even playing like a couple shows like close to L.A. too. And like one of the comments on the, our headlining flyer is, come to L.A. It's like, well, actually, <laughs> if you look at the other flyer, we're definitely coming to L.A. 
Yeah, no, you really got to spell it out for some people. Sometimes people want to just comment before they even actually read. <laughs> yeah. there. Right. Like, hmm, I'm going to comment on this new We Came as Roman song, but I'm not going to actually listen to it. I'm just going to assume something about it and I'll just say, yeah, like, whatever it is. Like, you know, I just find that that's in a whole other discussion, but um, I'll bring it up. Isn't it amazing sometimes when you put out a record and someone's like, man, this record's so different? And then other people were like, it's exactly the same as the last record. And you're like, how do you guys hear this so much differently? Yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean that's what I mean. I, I feel like sometimes people go into listening to something with like a preconceived notion of it, and maybe that's why. Like, you know, oh, this band's songs always sound the same, so this one's going to sound the same too. And then before they even hear the track, they think it sounds the same, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think things like that are, uh, you know, and like, that's a cool thing that Sharp Tone does with us. Like, they they haven't really been doing these like massive countdowns and buildups to things. Like they're kind of teasing a little content here and there, which works out better. I feel like than being like 10 days, for the new single or, you know what I mean? Cause then like Sean broke it down so well. One of the guys there, he was just like, you know, he's like, if you build something up to being larger than life, it's never going to meet people's expectations. Right. And we were just like mind blown. Like, <laughs> no, it's very true. And I think like, you, it's better to surprise people with something good. You know what I mean? When all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, that's really good. Better than like, oh, well, that's okay. And it's the same song. You know what I mean? It's it, That really is an interesting thing. You know, expectations, managing expectations is, is something in a band that's just so important. You know what I mean? You can never set your hopes too high or, you know, you're going to be, you're bound to be disappointed. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a different outlook that our label's been using, too, and it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's been interesting. No, no, that's that's awesome. So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, really do appreciate you guys jumping on the phone with me today. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about what's coming up. So you guys have the new record. Do you have a release date yet for it? October 20th. October 20th. That sounds like a very nice time of year to put out a record. And you're going on tour with I Prevail. Um, when does that start? That starts next week. Wow. So it's still December 3rd or something? Wow, that's cool. No, yeah. that's, that's no, great. It starts, uh, we were leaving Tuesday morning. The first show is actually this Wednesday. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad I could get you guys before you guys left. Um, it's been a while since you guys were on the road. How long has it been? Almost exactly a year. Wow. Are there any nerves? Uh, like or like, almost to the date. <laughs> are you afraid? Like, you know, I know as a vocalist, when I haven't sang for a while or like screamed for a while, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to like just blow my voice out. Like, are you guys afraid of that at all? That you're kind of not, not in, you know, in vocal, vocal shape. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's always, that's always in the back of my mind. Um, I'm sure it is for Kyle too. Like I've done my best to prepare, um, for this one and we've been practicing hard all week and we're practicing till Tuesday. Um, so, I mean, I think we'll be good, especially with it only being a 45-minute set. If it was like a headlining set, yeah, I'd definitely be more nervous about right, it. Sure. But um, I think I'll be good. I feel like you guys never have vocal issues. Like, I, I remember, you know, all the tours we've done, like, you guys always sound on point. Like, I can't imagine, I mean, I can't, I can't remember you guys ever having, like, an off night or anyone being sick or anything. You guys' voices hold up pretty well, don't they? Thank you, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of work. I mean, as you probably know, to keep your voice where it needs to be. Um, 
Especially with how much fireball like, you drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> part of the reason why we don't anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I mean, I don't know. I have this weird, like, phobia. Like, if I don't work out during the day, like, I'm going to have a bad show. Um, I don't know. I, like, I don't like eat too close to the show. I mean, I just do a lot of things to make sure that I'm good to go. I mean, Kyle does some things, too. Like, Kyle, did you buy that bump humidifier? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a good move. I, I bought one of those before, but I, I found the, like the water was just spilling everywhere and everyone was getting pissed at me. So I, uh, I stopped using it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's like it's like going to run a marathon or something, you know, before you start a tour. And like, even while you're on the tour, like you got to do everything you can to make sure your body's in good shape and, you know, it's going to be ready to handle it. I mean, especially the singer. I mean, yeah, like. Andy and our guitarists, and you know they can all get they can all get hammered. You know they're not using um, their <laughs> right. bodies as much as we are. You know, it's, I have to make sure that you know I'm, I'm ready to go every night. And Kyle's in the same boat, and um, I think that's the key to you know being a successful vocalist, I guess, on tour and not having too many bad shows. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, thanks so much for taking the time. So the record, um, October twentieth. Uh, what's it called? Is it up for pre-order now? Yeah, we got pre-order bundles out. Um, they just got dropped yesterday. They look so sick. So, yeah, please go scope them out. Yeah, Cold Like War comes out this October 20th. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We came as Romans. We car. They're back. And uh, go check them out on tour with I Prevail. That's going to be a big, big fall tour. Probably the fall tour you're going to want to check out. So, um, Kyle and Dave, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. Hope to see you guys around soon. Yeah, cheers guys. Thanks. There it is with Dave and Kyle. Great conversation. Uh, Listening back to that was, I really enjoyed listening back to that. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. By the way, WCAR is a sports station in Detroit. I was right. Thank you very much. I know more about Michigan than the Michiganders, apparently. Next week, we're going to be back with a new episode. I speak to AJ of The Dangerous Summer, also a band that is back. I love them. And I have to say, spoiler alert, this is one of my favorite episodes coming up next week. So please hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this on. Make sure that that shit's going right to your phone. And of course, uh, if you like the show, get in touch. If you don't like the show, call the hate line. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you're interested in more content, check out the All Access Club, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. As is customary on this show, I will leave you with a tune and I gotta make it the brand new We Came As Romans track. This is a killer, killer tune. It's called Cold's War. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Yeah!